welcome to Music is the Drug, the Cowboy Junkies podcast. I'm Dave Bowler and I write the book Music is the Drug, the authorised biography of Cowboy Junkies, which came out last year. Over the course of the next few weeks, with the help of Michael Timmins and Alan Anton, we'll be looking at songs from right across the Junkies repertoire, from White's Off Earth now all the way through to Ghosts. Today we're picking up a song from the most recent Junkies album, Ghosts. Ornette Coleman is one of the most clearly autobiographical songs that Michael Timmins has written across the years of Cowboy Junkies. Back in the punk and new wave days of the late 1970s, he and Alan Anton formed a band called Hunger Project and moved to New York to try and get it off the ground, only to find that the new wave scene there had fizzled out. In 1982, he and Alan took the band to England in search of a more appreciative audience, but arrived at a time when in the UK, music was all about Haircut 100 and a flock of seagulls. It's little wonder then that they went in search of different music, which, in turn, led to the formation of another band, Germinal, as Michael explains. Yeah, like that's a very, that's the, one of the, one of the more personal songs I've ever written, uh, you know, and, and I love it, it's about me and Al, and uh, Ernest Coleman had died that day that I wrote the song, and I heard the news, and, and, and you know, it really sort of affected me, it's like, it wasn't like, you know, he's not, he's not, uh, David Boy or Lou Reed or the Beatles or the Rolling Stones in my life, but Ornette Coleman, you know, there's a period in London where free jazz uh, really opened my mind up to possibilities and different ways of thinking about things and not just music, but everything, you know, and I really got into that and Al, Al as well. Um, I was working at a record store at the time, so I, I had access to all this music and and we, you know, we even go down, we cut, got into the, the free, the free music. I don't even know if it's called free jazz at that point, music scene in, in London. And, you know, there'd be 10 people in the audience. We'd go see these people like Steve Lacey and Evan Parker. And, you know, it was incredible, weird, weird performances. And uh, Germinal sort of stemmed from that. Um, and it really opened us up, you know, it just, it sort of exploded this idea of what you, what you had to do if you're in a band or the type of music you had to make. And Ornette Coleman was at the center of that, um, certainly in, in our minds and as, as music fans, he was sort of the, the king of that. More so than like a John Coltrane. Coltrane was too much of a giant. He was sort of like the Beatles, you know. Ernest Coleman's more sort of down to earth. He was he was more like a, the Stones, you know. You sort of figure that that stuff out. So he, you know, but but he he so so that song is really about about just sort of a real epiphany, you know, real a, a, a true that 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 period of my life was very was huge in in who I became and certainly in the creation of the junkies for out for both of us. And, uh, even though people probably can't see the connection between the junkie cowboy junkies and Ernest Coleman, um, it's there in the, in that, in that period. As Alan points out, you can see that early jazz influence most clearly in the unusual roles that he, Pete and Mike adopt within the group's sound. Yeah, exactly. Without, without that, without the drums and the bass doing what they're doing, it would just be, you know, rhythm going on. And then it would be up to the guitar player, and the book was to create all the melodic stuff. But um, with me and Pete holding down those jobs, uh, Mike's able to just, you know, play whatever, which he really enjoys, obviously. And um, he turns into, I don't know, Miles Davis or John Coltrane in his head sometimes and, and thinks of it that way. More, It's more like a saxophone, really, or, or something, you know, definitely jazz-oriented player. I think, you know, we, we, we just listened to so much jazz in such a short period of time probably three years in the time we were in London was all that, you know, because we just sort of discovered it really and got deep into it. And especially the, um, the avant-garde stuff from the sixties onwards, you know, Cecil Taylor and all that and Arnett 
We just love that stuff. And we started we started a band called Germinal when we were there, which was just instrumental, bashing around on electric instruments, but trying to sound like Cecil Taylor, I guess, at the time. tell people you know it's to, you don't really want to listen to it it's just for our, our, our own therapy but it really fed into what we do now it gave us uh it gave us ideas that we're still using i think from how to, how to it, 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 and the interesting thing for us was you know we're just a bunch of kids in in our 20s in london listening to american jazz knowing that we can't play it we can't play those instruments the only instruments we know sort of how to play is you know bass and drums and guitar and not even that well so we're thinking how can we you know take this idea this this energy this vibe of this amazing music and somehow turn it into something we can play on our instruments so that was the idea of germinal which um like i said it's it's, it's a tough slog to listen to it as a as a fan you know i wouldn't even want to do that these days but it, it was really um formative for us to learn different ways of playing as a, I think it was a trio at first, and then we added a a guy on uh, soprano sax, which got really jazzy at that point. So, you know, we went through the motions, I guess, pretending to be jazz musicians on on rock instruments, and uh, you know, and kept it in mind, obviously, until now. I guess if you wanted to think about it conceptually, you could kind of see Cowboy Junkies as a jazz trio with a vocalist. A lot of it, what we do is is based on country and blues and that, but, but, you know, we, we never, we've never approached it from a very musicologist sort of point of view. It's all about feel and, you know, but again, with, you know, with the ukulele to me, I, I don't know, I, I've never learned any chords and I don't know the chords. I just sort of finger it and feel it and, and explore it. And, and, uh, you know, if it's sound, if I like the sound of it, I, you know, will build something around it. So it's, it's, it's very freeing as, you know, like that music was to me it's just a very it's 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 something i don't necessarily understand but uh just i just um it just feels right there a lot of, a lot about improvisation is feel and uh listening you know it's about, it's about listening to each other uh while you play rather than just rather than just realizing okay this these are the chords i play and this is the way i play it and if the other people don't play it along with me well that's that's their problem you know it's it's about adjusting and uh moving and um and listening, you know, listening is the biggest thing. So I think that period for us as musicians, you know, the germinal period and the, the, the free jazz improvisational period that they were listening to was, it really, it really sort of brought that home. You know, it's about, it's about creating, you know, it's not just about regurgitating. Um, so that, that, that was a huge period. And it, it was just, you know, it was just, it, it was mind blowing. Like, you know, I it just getting into that music and sort of trying to understand it and come to terms with it and being moved by it was, really a big part of my life it was like it was like when i was um it was back to i mean there's all there's all sorts of periods like that there was the you know the punk period in the in the late 70s as well and then when i was a kid in the, the early 70s with the sort of coming to you know suddenly hearing the velvet underground and hearing you know david boyd i mean hearing it in terms of understanding it and having it affect you but uh, and this was sort of the was the next one the next phase we hope you enjoyed this episode of Music is the Drug. We'll be back to look at another song next week. But in the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, add reviews and tell your friends that we're here.
To keep up to date with the band, head for cowboyjunkies.com and maybe take a look at the links in the show notes too. See you next time. Made me question the shape of my life to come. His music made me question the shape of my life to come.